shame, shame, shame. It's the name of our game. There's so much to do, and we're going to speak through. So many to blame, blame, blame. Hello out there, you eager listeners who can't wait to hear what pearls of wisdom we're going to drop next. I know there's listeners because now we have a website, and we're on camera. I should call you viewers as well. And we hope that you'll tell all your friends and you won't be so lonely anymore because you will be surrounded by people <laughs> who are supporting the podcast just as you are. Um, if Derek still has the energy to talk about these things, <laughs> I'm going to bump mm -hmm. it over to him one more time to tell you what we got going on. One more time, just to reiterate, I know, I know you're probably getting annoyed at me by now, but our website, by the time you're watching this, our website is live. Our social media channels are up. Our subscription program is live. We need your support. Thank you so much. Uh, today, as, as, as in three days in one day. Uh, <laughs> Which today is it? Get to, uh, we have Christian Smith, who's the current director of development at the CAC. She's got over 20 years of nonprofit experience. And I actually met Kristen because, you know, we started the podcast. And then we're like, then we ran out of guests. So then I just started cold calling nonprofits. <laughs> no, no, no. We had we had people lined up. Yeah. No. We didn't run out of guests. Jean found a newspaper article that mentioned the Chicago yes. Children's Advocacy Center. Yeah. And I was saying, well, I've been doing this work for 25 years and I've never heard of them. Oh dear, we have to change that. <laughs> I, I actually, yes, we do. I call I, I look, I just I found the CAC, one on the one on the website. I called the number, you answered right away, and it's been, we've been fast friends ever since. Yes, absolutely. No, I, it is my pleasure to be with you here today. And really, I said it before, I'll say it again. It's a gift that you're giving us this platform to share about what we're doing at Chicago Children's Advocacy Center. So thank you. Thank you. It's, it's our pleasure. Uh, so today, I think we were going to really wanted to dive into the different funding streams for mm -hmm. for CAC and uh, Can Hope. So maybe you could start us off there. Absolutely. So, so I think to start, I, I want to share that for me, this, this work runs very deep. Mm -hmm. I am a survivor of domestic violence mm -hmm. and I wanted to share that with both of you as part oh, of this. So that is what drives me in this, this work and this project um, with Can Hope and uh, I, Really, it, it's something that um, when I was able to bring my full self to the workplace mm -hmm. <laughs> and feel uh, safe in that way and be able to feel that running through my veins, yeah. um, really, it's it's lighting a fire. And that's really what I'm looking to do in, in this role is bring a voice within our organization to charge up Chicago, Chicagoland, um, to support Chicago Children's Advocacy Center. And we have a lot that is going on for us. So the organization has existed 22 years and uh, has just coming up on its 22nd birthday, actually in August, I think August 6th. And uh, we were founded by Mayor Daly um, and have just continued to grow as an organization. This uh, year, we just wrapped up our fiscal year um, with an $8.1 million budget and a staff of 90 people. Um, next year, we're looking at an $8.9 million budget. Mm. And I know those are like big numbers for an organization our size. Um, we have a lot of fundraising needs. Um, I know the last podcast, uh, Jason spoke about the government funding that we receive, uh, federal, state, county, city, um, other local grant opportunities uh, that are there. 
Um, my role with the organization is really the funding um, from individuals and corporations and our events. And um, that is a portion of the budget right now, uh, about 16% of the budget is individuals and events and 17% of our budget is foundations and corporations. Mm -hmm. And we have a, a lot of potential to grow in those areas. I think for us, it's really uh, mar a marketing equation. How do we share about the work that we're doing mm -hmm. um, when we can't, you know, have the the puppy or the you know the child or the individual sharing their story in the same way? We have to protect the children that we're serving, mm -hmm. and um, so that's definitely a quandary mm -hmm. <laughs> that we we face um, with with sharing about our work. But um, that is. That's what I'm charged up in and here to do and find a way to tell those stories in a way that's respectful and, 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 and allows those individuals and children to, to have their, their, um, their sense of self. Yeah. Well, and as I understand it now, your Can Hope campaign, um, you are looking for ways to offer the same kind of model of service, the same kind of services to survivors of childhood sexual abuse, mm -hmm. children. Um, to adults, and I know from experience, uh, adults are an even harder sell. They're yes. even farther away from puppies. Yes. You know, so are you encountering much of that so far? Are people saying like, well, I understand, you know, and I could, I could get behind it if it were children, but adults, aren't they supposed to like, I don't know, what are their, what are you, what are you hearing in terms of excuses or people, people using that as a way to explain to you that's not a match with how they do philanthropy. Certainly. I mean, we are, we're at the very beginning stages with the Can Hope fundraising. Um, we, right now we're working um, to secure, again, government funding is where it has to start. Mm -hmm. If we don't have that, um, we're going to have to look at the scale of the project and what we can do. And that's just the, the reality. I know um, we do uh, have that kind of work to, to do to, to make the, the case for how this is really about the family unit. Um, it's serving the, you know, sur survivors of domestic violence and it's serving the children that may be a part of that family and the kind of the systemic problem that that, that is. So um, I think for the, the idea of Can Hope, I think it's going to have to come back to the thing Jason was saying on, on the other episode about the, the economic case mm -hmm. that I think that that will hopefully compel um, businesses to get behind that um, mm -hmm. because it does feel like the stigma is so thick <laughs> around that that people will not you know be open to the idea of that so um that's that's my hope anyway yeah yeah and you got picked on the business you only know, got to figure out the way to work with the the business to get them to brand it the right way there's the whole branding and piece and how do you package it the right way and it's there's got to be an intersection so mm -hmm. there's a lot of challenges there absolutely yeah we uh we do have you know help in building the business case out for us with with can hope and um i'm still getting familiar with parts of it but i know that it's something where we there's a kind of the idea of this as a, a public health crisis that we need to be addressing as a city and we need to be getting, you know, um, ahead of it um, so that it does not keep disrupting um, lives in the way that it is. In, in looking at the percentages you mentioned, mm -hmm. the, um, 
in particular the 16% for individual, 17% for grant and, and, and corporations. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, like, what are some things that you maybe are bringing to the table, some fresh perspectives, maybe things that you're looking to try to, I assume, increase those percentages potentially? Absolutely, no, I think... Um, we are, I mean, there's just things, you know, as a nonprofit grows and gets more sophisticated, um, within its development program. Um, I think there are things that, you know, we're looking to build or to make more corporate, um, philanthropy possible, um, that right now has been very focused on events mm -hmm. and sponsorships related to events. Um, but how can we engage with businesses? We do a couple of things during the year. Uh, including a backpack drive for school and a kid's holiday party mm -hmm. where a lot of businesses are donating things. Mm -hmm. And um, they may sometimes they're asking for volunteer time on top of that and um, want to be able to kind of package that together for um, uh, businesses in the Chicago market so they can understand kind of the impact they can have through, throughout the year for mm -hmm. us and not just these individual moments um, of support. So. Um, that's something that we're we're looking to do. Um, I think there's also just the idea of how how do we make the uh, different events that we're hosting, you know, uh, different. Um, mm -hmm. Right now, we have a number of wonderful events that we run, including a couple coming up in the fall, um, including our Night of Heroes event on October 5th, and. Uh, those have continued to evolve over the years mm -hmm. as different supporters get involved and um, event fundraising, as fundraisers will tell you, is the most expensive form of fundraising. But again, for us as an organization, it is that people feel it's the path to get engaged with mm -hmm. us um, because, you know, we, we can certainly have people here for a tour. Like I know Derek and Jean came over to the center for a tour, but that, that idea of an event as a way to share the story and bring a sense of community together, I think is so important. And, um, this, it, we do it in, in a special way, um, with our, with our events. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious as you set your goals, um, and I guess this would apply, I don't know about institutional funders like foundations, but I think it would apply to both individuals and corporations. And maybe this isn't even your process, but do you, have you like thought about separating out, you know, how much of that can we expect from our existing funding base? You know, are, are we going to go to the same people mm -hmm. and tell them about the, the Can Hope campaign? Mm -hmm. And, and how much, or how much do you target well, this is going to require new, mm -hmm. you know, new mm -hmm. sponsorships, new corporate funding, new individuals. Can you talk about, you know, the setting of the, if you, if you, if you're setting targets like that? Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you got to have, you're going to have to have some new people. <laughs> donor, donor acquisition is key to all of this. And we can't, I mean, if we're talking about a $8.9 million budget and that has to grow every year and we're talking about can hope being you know, three or four years away, potentially, yeah. uh, we have to be able to prepare our donor base for that. And of course, we're going to start with the people that have already been um, supporting us and share that story with them and uh, being able to uh, appeal to them for, you know, both or, you know, having special uh, opportunities with pledges over time so that they can continue the sport that we need to keep everything going every year along with the campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, donor acquisition strategies is something that we are looking into um, with our board of directors and actually our new chief 
uh, development and marketing officer, Nikia Kyler, who I would love to have her here <laughs> for She is really helping to help our team elevate its game um, because it's something where the organization has continued to grow and the nonprofit sector, especially around fundraising, I mean, and really nonprofit in general, there is so much burnout and turnover. And mm. how do we how do we fix that? How do we make sure that what we're doing is sustainable? for the team and uh, that this this work in particular is very difficult. Right. I mean, it's not, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I've worked in breast cancer and I've worked in mental health. And when I tell people now that I'm working for an organization that supports survive, um, victims of child sexual abuse, it's either like, wow, they like, they mm -hmm. don't want to really talk to me about it mm -hmm. or they, you know, light up right. because they recognize the gravity of the work that's happening right. um, that I'm a part of every day. And I don't have to be the one, you know, talking to the children every day, but it is the trauma um, informed environment that we have is so real and so rich. And there's so much work done to support the staff. And they include the fundraising staff in that as well, because they recognize you don't know what somebody's story is. No. You know that you never know. You never know how this is so pervasive. Right. I'm curious too, um, as a donor, I have not um, gotten involved in capital campaigns before, mm -hmm. no good reason. I guess nobody, don't, people don't do them that often. They're hard. They're hard. They are hard. Um, so when you are approaching individuals and corporations, are you looking primarily for a commitment to a certain amount? You know, this is what it's going to take to build. Are you looking for someone to commit to an ongoing, you know? Mm -hmm. I, and, and, you know, I can pledge you this much this first year and X amount, you know, for the next, I mean, how, how does that really, I mean, yeah, what, there's... what are, what are you, it's a capital campaign. You're going to build the building. So a lot of people might think, okay, they built the building. They don't need me anymore. Ha ha ha. I mean, do you, how do you, how do you work? How, what are you asking for? Sure. So uh, capital campaign fundraising is kind of its own special, um, art and science. Um, there's, you know, in the same way that you would look at a giving model of, uh, or, uh, kind of annual fund donors, you'd want that same kind of thing for a capital campaign. And so there's a lot of evaluation that's done and you need to have like a substantial amount secured before you really start approaching individuals. Mm. Um, and having, you know, right now we're looking at a, uh, budget of, of about 40 million dollars for this project so uh, you take that and, and is that just to build the building that's, that's just that's just to build the building okay that is not to my knowledge operational operational funding so mm -hmm. that is to build this you know fifty thousand square foot building and um bring that to life um mm -hmm. and that's going to help us do the things that Shar and Jason already talked about like doubling, you know, mental health capacity and things like that for us. So it's, it's needed, um, but it is, it's a huge endeavor. Um, and it's something that organizations work on for years. And we're kind of in that kind of planning quiet phase time right now with that, where we, we know that, you know, based on the funding streams that we have today, like if, you know, just analyzing our um, supporters, you know, we, 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 we need the government funding Right. Um, to make that happen to, at that at that kind of size, right? Um, and then we'd be looking at a you know a public capital campaign of around ten million dollars um, of that forty million dollar budget, and uh, evaluating 
um, donors. Again, we'd start with people that are are closest to us. That is just kind of like how this is done. Make sure that we have uh, their support, talk to them about it, um, invite support. Um, this is something that would probably allow pledges over a number of years. It will allow gifts of cash, securities, a plan gift, um, different options like that that we'll be laying out um, in the time ahead as we roll out a more public facing campaign. But it's certainly something that um, Shar is committed to and that we we want to see because it is uh, something that is gonna make that kind of holistic approach possible for us for the entire kind of family unit. Hmm. Now comes the fun part of the program where Jean does math. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. No. Okay, okay so, so you mentioned earlier when you were talking about your current funding streams mm -hmm. That you look that you're about sixteen percent individual mm -hmm. donations, seventeen percent uh, foundation corporation. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you've got a forty billion dollar goal for this capital campaign, mm -hmm. and you just mentioned you're looking for ten million from individual mm -hmm. gifts. Mm -hmm. So you're upping the percentage a little bit. So that you know that's uh, a quarter. That's twenty five percent. So you know, and so in looking. And you're looking for a greater percentage of investment from individuals mm -hmm. for this campaign than you are for your ongoing work. Is that correct? I mean, that's Jean did the numbers. <laughs> yes. So I mean, it, it, there there is there is a stretch that's happening um, across the organization. Uh, that that I think that's par for the course when an organization is preparing for growth like this. That's going to mean program growth as well. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, something that. You know, we we have to spend more time in, you know, strategy and planning around right now uh, in order to know that we can we can get there and that this is ultimately sustainable. Um, like I was telling you, Gene, earlier, like I, I've, I've had the pleasure of fundraising for two different capital campaigns and the goals were not as large as this one. Um, but there is that moment of we're doing this. And we're committing to this and we have to see that through and know that on the other side of this, that the there's going to be the support there to grow the program staff, mm -hmm. to learn what it's like to be in a space that large mm -hmm. and that, yeah. that donors um, and, you know, foundations and individuals and corporations that they are going to go along with that, you know, the vision that we've just shared mm -hmm. um, and believe that we can do it. And I feel with Chicago Children's Advocacy Center that we are we we have proven that because we've already we've already done that. Uh -huh. We had an expansion project in 2014, 2015 um, to expand the services and build a two-story addition onto the building that we have at 1240 South Damon. And um, we we are also just the collaborate the collaborative nature of the organization. It is um, it is everywhere, and we we believe that we you know can champion this in the city of Chicago and that we have the partners um, that are, you know, are, are the stakeholders kind of programmatically on the domestic violence side that um, can also add to the, add to the voice that we, and the cries that we do we make to make sure that this, this happens. Yeah. Mm. Cause you don't just build a building. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you, even if you weren't talking about, um, you know, the, the staff and the mental health resources and all the things you need to help the people that you're going to help. Mm -hmm. I mean, buildings have, <laughs> buildings have expenses ad infinitum too, which was one of the things that I didn't really understand um, when I first started getting into gifting. 
was that, you know, if, if you're smart and, and if you want to do this right, you got to think beyond the immediate needs. Like I always, I always tell people about Buckingham Fountain downtown. They didn't just give money to build a fountain. They set it up with a maintenance fund for their upkeep, mm. which I understand is running a little bit low right now. Uh-oh. But, you know, at least somebody is forward thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not just building a building. A building right. is always going to, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to have its own budget. Even if it does nothing but sit there, absolutely. And I think that's something that, like right now, we you know we're fortunate that we have that the land that we are on um, was you know gifted to us to use by the city of Chicago. We built the building, we raised the money for the building, and now we we share the you know the burden of the ongoing operating costs of the facility that we're in. And we're there sharing space with Chicago police, with DCFS, with the state's attorney's office. We're paying the bills mm-hmm. um, to keep them there and to be able to be co-located. That is something that we, you know, is a distinguishing feature of Chicago Children's Advocacy Center compared to other children's advocacy centers. And we believe that it, that, you know, that co-location improves um, outcomes because that we can, you know, just walk down mm-hmm. the hall and um, partners can talk to one another. Mm-hmm. You know, we like to talk about data mm-hmm. uh, on on our podcast. I'd be curious, are you sensing individual donors, corporate donors, is there a sense of different type of data they're asking from you for mm-hmm. CAC? Are they, is there a different type of requests or stories they're looking for when they, when they make a donation? Certainly. I think um, individuals are often compelled by the the story. The, you know, what happened with this child and, and what, you know, what does that outcome look like? How, how were they, how were they helped? Um, corporations, uh, the ones that, you know, we're approaching for l- larger gifts, um, that's much more of a data-driven mm-hmm. endeavor at this right. stage. Right, uh, sure. Um, it's not, no, fewer businesses, it's, you know, they're, they're not so much interested in the, the corporate sponsorship of the event and just, you know, mm-hmm. having their name um, in lights for the moment. They right. they they want to understand um, more of that, or at least they're asking sure. us to, yeah. to share the data. Right. They want to see the data, which means you probably mm-hmm. have to have some good technology then too, yeah, to support yeah, everything. Yes. Yeah. We we have a very, um, a very involved um, quarterly reporting process that we do. We're very data-driven as an Sure. For better worse we have to have it because of the government um, mm-hmm. related reporting requirements that we have but there's also you know ways in which we can continue to use that for mm-hmm. improvement in our programs so, sure. and our fundraising right yeah absolutely yeah. yeah that makes sense well you did mention that you've got some fundraising events and opportunities for people to support this campaign uh coming up would yes. you like to sure in case we went too fast over that would you yes. like to no 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 we've got to drop we'll, that we'll, in. we'll throw it open you can <laughs> you can plug a couple of dates <laughs> absolutely thank you no um i i'm hoping this will be in time for we have a, an event coming up on august 23rd we have an associates board which is a young professionals board of uh individuals involved in the city of Chicago, and they'll be putting on an event at River Roast on August 23rd. Um, Tickets, um, I think, are $65, and there's sponsorship opportunities available for that. And that's a nice kind of networking um, type event after work, Um, easy to engage with supporters that are already involved with us. Um, And then we have a bigger event um, on October 5th. A Night of Heroes, which is uh, going to be held at RPM events, um, is our second largest fundraiser of the year and um, is uh, just a, a chance for us to honor different heroes 
um, who are involved with the organization. Um, and it's it's going to be a wonderful night out, 300 people, you know, cocktails, appetizers, uh, some people in superhero costumes. It's a really fun time. Uh, just uh, more, you know, relaxed um, atmosphere, but um, something where people can come and learn about our work, learn about the people that are involved, um, get charged up to support um, Chicago Children's Advocacy Centers. Mm. Right. As you were outlining all that, just like the scope of work involved and just the you can capital campaign and just fundraising in general mm -hmm. for CAC, um, how do you clone yourself? Never Yeah, I mean, re replicate, duplicate. I, no, I, I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be a lot, and we're going to be asking, um, you know, our our board of directors. We have three boards in addition to the associates board we have an advisory board uh, of of individuals who many of them have served on the board for a long time um and want to stay involved it's one of those things uh, i think it's one of those causes where people once you once you get involved you stay involved yes it's not you know something where you're just going to go and serve on this board and then move on so um that's and the a night of heroes is the advisory boards event um and then we have our governing board of directors as well um, and we'll be asking all of them to help us reach this, uh, what will wind up being again, like a $10 million goal for the Can't Hope project. Uh, and we have, you know, we're fortunate to be uh, having some uh, consulting help in the initial stages and we'll see where that goes because it is, it's just, it's, it's a lot. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, Chicago, $10 million. We can make this happen. You've like this it. is a big Absolutely. city, Absolutely. <laughs> and if we You've just, you know, yeah, yeah, I think it's, I think it's gonna, it's gonna be possible. Um, but again, go back to the government funding um, that will be the base of that, mm -hmm. uh, the thirty million dollars that we're looking towards that forty million dollar goal. I got stuck when you said you had four boards. That sound you just heard oh. was Tom's head and my head exploded <laughs> simultaneously. <laughs> Well, it's actually it's worked really well for the organization. I know uh, our advisory board chair, um, Greg Elstein, he he grew up with the organization. Like this organization really has a pathway for people to get more engaged and um, for young professionals to learn how uh, nonprofits work, to, you know, really be hands on in that way and continue serving in different capacities. And again, that idea of you've been on the governing boards and, you know, you are ready to move on from that, but you can stay involved and, you know, be, be pulled in on a special project basis. So. I, Gene, I was thinking about the give get multiplier. Yeah. That's the good thing. I know you were. That's why, that's why, that's why our heads were exploding. That's right. <laughs> and I mentioned there's different levels, don't you? Uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kristen. This has um, you know, I, this, we really appreciate, you know, I, this is not only the first time we've done three podcasts in one session. <laughs> it's the first time we've had three different people from one organization on. You guys are very special people. Um, you're doing great work. You're doing it in ways that, you know, we here at this table are, are not completely familiar with, mm -hmm. and we're looking forward to learning more. And, you know, as I sit here talking about programs that are concentrating on um, adult survivors as opposed to just childhood victims, you know, which is kind of, you know, something I've been preaching for, oh, I don't know, 25 years. I just have to say one more time how grateful I am to be sitting here surrounded by artwork created by individual survivors 
it's um you know it's 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 a different ball game sometimes when you're talking about the adults um it's a different cell it's a it's a different strategic marketing initiative but um the rewards you know the rewards can be just as great you know a child climbing up into your lap and saying thank you mm -hmm. that's a wonderful thing we would all we you know that can't happen too many times for us but there is a special there's a special feeling that comes from working with adults too mm -hmm. and um i look forward to learning more because as far as i know you're the first person i've ever encountered to kind of like make that distinction and say now we've got place we want to go and it involves adult survivors too mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to learning more about that yeah and kristen i just wanted to say uh i'm happy you're the one that picked up the phone when i when i was following <laughs> yeah. well i thank you very much for coming on here and thank you for coming on here and sharing your experience i, I know it means a lot to me it means a lot to yeah Tom thank you kristen and gene it, you know takes a lot of courage and i appreciate it Absolutely. thank you well you you inspired me on that seriously thank you, thank you. Thank you. well thank you to awakenings too yeah uh, can't thank them enough yeah. right Thank you.